Hello, my name is DJ Gerard, and welcome to Under the Influence podcast with your host, me, DJ G. Today on this episode, we get to talk to a champion boxer, a business owner, and just a man that's leading the way in boxing and just leading the way as a New Zealander at that. Today, I welcome to the show Cairo, the Waikato Warrior, George. Look, I just really want to thank the listeners and just start off on a good note and I really hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and yep. welcome to the Under the Influence podcast. We are live today with your host, DJ Gerard. Man, we've got a special guest today, a champion boxer. They call him the Waikato Warrior, uh, Cairo George. This fella's a New Zealand welterweight champion, a New Zealand super welterweight champ, international Asia Pacific welterweight champ, fought for the WBU uh, super light title is uh, in the running for another um, uh, title shot as well. Just an all-round skucks at that. <laughs> He's also a champion. If anyone knows where the Hucks are, man, if you want to beat anyone at the Hucks, this is the guy to beat. Look, I'm excited and stoked to have this legend on the on the of the boxing game on the show today, uh, who goes by the name of Cairo George, the Waikato Warrior. Uh, welcome, Cairo. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on, man. It's a pleasure to be on the show with you. And man, I'm always uh, keen to support and, and help out another Māori brother doing their thing, eh? Ah, massive, bro. Thanks. All right. Thanks very much, bro. It's been pretty hard. This technology stuff is, uh, does my head in sometimes, but... Um, oh, yeah. Even me trying to get on this... Um, Zoom! <laughs> Mind-blowing. Uh, for, uh, for the listeners out there, bro, uh, do you just want to explain who you are, where you come from, bro? Yeah, so um, my name's Cairo George. Uh, I was born and raised in a small town of Ngarawahia. Um, small community sort of town. Everyone knows everyone. Um, everyone's related. One of those sort of towns. Yeah. Um, I'm now based in Hamilton. I own and operate a gym called Hit Fitness HQ. Um, we've been running for... I think this is coming up three years. We've had uh, the gym going and we've got a lot of good up-and-coming guys at the gym as well. So not just me, um, there's heaps of us men and in the team that are doing real well and you'll hear a lot more about these guys you know, in the near future. Uh, for me, I took up boxing. Uh, my dad boxed. I come from a boxing family. So for me, it's just one of those things that's always been around me. Um, my old man boxed. My older brother boxed. And, you know, when I was growing up, my dad was coaching my older brother and I was sort of just following around the scene. And I used to look up to my brother hard out. So I was, what got me into boxing was, oh, I just want to be like my older brother and be tough like him. And then, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then it sort of took, it sort of went from there. I started competing and um, I ended up getting to a level where I, I went past how far my dad and my brother both got. And then, man, it just took on a life of its own, man. I just started um, dedicating my whole life to this thing and, and the world started coming back to me. Those th those two people right there have been your pretty much, um, George Promotions, um, they've pretty much been your in your corner ever since you've started, eh, brother? Yeah, man, day one. So, yeah, the one, they're still with me now. They'll, they'll never, I could never get into, get into the ring and do all this without uh, my dad and my older brother. So they're a big part of the success. The boxing's... Uh, um, you know, a one-man sport, but there's always a, a team of people that get you to the dance. And people only see me go out there and do my thing, but man, there's a big team of people behind me that support me and, and help me get there. So uh, those two are definitely, you know, two front runners, my, my dad and my older brother. 
That's solid, bro. And your brother owns a gym as well, eh? Yeah, yeah. So even him, he's uh, over in Thames and he runs a gym out there. He's got some real good guys too. He's yeah. got a, a, young, a young girl, Taz Benny. Um, she got a bronze medal at the Commonwealth Games. And another one of his guys, Francis Waitai, he's, he's really good too. He's just turned professional. He's 1-0 at the moment. But um, we're going to get behind him and promote him. Team George Promotions is going to be pushing uh, a young guy, Francis Waitai, really hard over the next few years as well. So he'll be something to look out for. He's a national champ um, in the amateurs, multiple yeah. Golden Gloves title holder. So, yeah, there's, there's big things coming, man. Yeah, no, nah, it's honestly, bro, it's, it's such an exciting um, episode for me. It's my first episode, brother. Um, having you on the, on the show uh, is pretty cool. I've looked up to you as a boxer as well. I've even um, been to the gym and, and done a couple of fights, and that was a pretty cool experience for me. Just the team at your gym as well as, oh, man, you've got bloody the highest-ranked people in your gym, man. So, you know, doing wonders for NZ Boxing. Second question I wanted to ask you, bro, who did you look up to in sort of like the boxing style of, of boxing? Who, who did you look up to? Was it sort of uh, like uh, Floyd Mayweather? He's probably out there for you. But did you sort of any other sort of boxers as well um, you looked up to? Yeah, well, uh, Floyd Mayweather was the number one guy. That, uh, my son's name's Floyd. So yep. I'm real, real big on Floyd Mayweather. But um, I take a little bit from everyone, you know, like, I'd just wake up some days and I'd be like, man, I want to fight like Sugar Ray Leonard. And then <laughs> other days I'd be, like, I'd be like, man, I want to fight like Mike Tyson. And then other days I'm like, no, nah, I want to be like Floyd Mayweather. So I sort of just took a lot from a lot of different people. When I was younger, my dad was like real big on Mike Tyson. So growing up, we used to, um, like when kids get up on, on the weekends in the mornings, usually the parents put on like cartoons. Yeah, my dad yeah. was the type of guy, <laughs> my dad, he put us in front of the TV and put on uh, Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali documentaries. So that was our like Saturday morning thing was, instead of watching cartoons, we were watching um, documentaries on Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali stuff. So um, yes, yeah, so I started watching these guys and I said, just take a little bit from everyone. Prince Nassim Hamad, uh, another Bro. one. Man, I love that guy. Bro, bow down to that dude, man. He's a showman yeah. from way back. I copied the um, front flip over the, over the ropes. Often. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah. How did that go? Well, I've done it three times in three fights, and one of them I messed up, eh, and I landed on my <laughs> back. But I, I try to save it by just doing some. <laughs> but yeah, I did it. Over, first time I did it was over in Singapore. I fought over in Singapore, and I did it yeah, over I've there. Seen that. And over there, it's less pressure for me. Like when I fight overseas, I don't know them. You know, I'm, I'm there by myself. Yeah. I got, I got the couple of people that have flown with me, but I don't know those people, so. There was less, there's always less pressure on me when I fight overseas to when I come home and I've got like all my family and my yeah. friends all come yeah. in. I'm like, ah, pressure's on. So, yeah. yeah, people always say to me, oh, man, do you feel the pressure fighting overseas? I'm like, nah, I feel it here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all your peers, yeah. they're watching you. Oh, man. I've, I've, yeah. felt that, I've felt that sort of thing too when I've done your fight, man. Oh, bro. Um, yeah, man, that was cool. That was, that was awesome, yeah. man. You, you did real well. The whole yeah. training and stuff leading up, you know, like we had a real good solid um, team of you guys working off each other at that time. And so you guys were just building each other up. I good think we vibes, had a real eh? good, Yeah, I think there was about 13 or so of you that fought that night. And I think we come away with maybe like two losses. So like, yeah, yeah. The whole, yeah, the whole gym just cleaned up. But I just feel like a lot of that 
you know, some people give me the credit for that. I don't, I don't feel like I should take the credit for, you know, someone else's success because you guys are the ones that put the work in. And when you start vibing off each other like that, that just yeah. you bring everyone up. So I think it's a team thing. I hate taking it, um, credit for like how well my guys doing. Like no, no, it's just it's our it's our team. That the team sort of help bring each other up. Oh, Dan Hooker was there too. Eh? He had a couple of fighters there. Got to meet him. Yeah, yeah, he was Dan, pretty cool. Yeah, uh, Dan's always at them. Um, Dan Dan's a good supporter of our events in that actually. Oh, massive! Nah, that's massive, bro. I've got another question for you, bro. Um, obviously, when did you start boxing? Um, who did you look up to? And um, who who was for you, bro? I know you've had a few fights. Who was your um, what was your toughest fight, bro? And who was it? Um, so the first question when I started, uh, I probably started, um, well, box, I kind of had always been around boxing. I was one of those like young kids, like, like kind of like how my kids are, where I just used to go to the gym and just hang around and play with the exercise machines. Never really <laughs> took it too seriously till I was a little bit older. I had my first fight, um, when I was 12 years old, first amateur fight. And um, even at that time, like I wasn't really taking boxing too serious. Um, going on from there, going into my teen years, like 14, 15, 16, I started going to parties and stuff. I just wasn't <laughs> living, I wasn't living the lifestyle, you know, of an athlete. So I didn't, I never really did too well as an amateur. I had about 14 or 15 amateur fights and lost most of them. But it was just, you know, it was my attitude at the time. Like I wasn't taking boxing too seriously. Um, every other weekend that I wasn't fighting, I was going to parties and just being a young guy, you know, you, you go through those stages. Yeah. And I didn't really start taking boxing real seriously till I turned professional. And I started just, you know, treating myself and acting like a professional. I stopped going out. I go home and I rest. I train, you know, try and go home, get the right amount of rest so I can get up and have be fresh and train again and getting the most out of my training sessions, you know, taking the appropriate rest and eating trying to eat clean and stuff mm, and yep. that's that's when i started reaping all the rewards was yeah i, I didn't i had a real crap amateur um background and then i turned pro and i started beating all these guys that had all these credentials as amateurs no nah, that wicked it's that's so wicked bro that just goes to show that changing your mentality and your mindset and being able to change yourself physically mentally spiritually bro you know it does a lot it does a lot definitely yeah, who's your toughest fight, brother? And who who um, and who was it? At, like, out of all your fights, even if you got a hiding from your old man. <laughs> uh, oh well, I actually used to get beat up from my older brother all the time. So like toughest fights, even probably with my older brother. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in terms of like boxing and stuff, you know, I, I was going through a process, especially when I first started. Like I talked about how sort of bad my amateur background was. And when I was turned professional, I started fighting these guys that did have like amateur backgrounds and legit ones like we're winning New Zealand national titles as amateurs and stuff. Um, like when I fought for the New Zealand welterweight title, Josh Mahino um, had been, you know, had gone for the amateurs and had a bit of experience and did a lot better than I did. And then when we fought as professionals, I, I beat him. And then when I went up and wait, um, a guy, Brad Milner, he was a gold medalist at the Fura Games. You know, oh, Nash, multiple time, yeah, multiple time national champion and stuff. 
and, and again, you know, I, I stepped up away and I beat him as well. That that fight there, yeah, I got a little bit of like credit, but for that fight because of the experience that Brad had had as an amateur and stuff. Um, but then, you know, after you beat these guys. Then there's always the talks of oh they're over the hill and stuff. You never really get the full credit of like nah, what yeah. you do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So once you've done something like that, then there becomes all these other excuses and stuff. Um, and then I I thought probably the most cre- credible guy that I've beaten was a guy North Bochamp. So I fought him for the um, international Asia title. Was and that, that, that time, was that the guy? Um, was that the guy with the he was a bloody crafty fella from Singapore and he had those cornrows and he kept bloody oh, coming, coming into... Nah, that wasn't was a title defence. Now, I, I, that was a title defence, that guy. That there, there was a lot of things. Um, I'm never going to be one to, like, make up excuses about, you know, why fights turned out the way they did. But there was a lot of things um, leading into that fight. Like, I had sparred um, my very last sparring session now you got this is real important to keep good hygiene with your gloves and stuff. But I've been hit inside like the eyeball. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, and someone must have had like dirty gloves. So I caught an eye infection just before I flew over to Singapore. I was on these antibiotics. My eye was like passing out and stuff. All the press conferences now you can look the photos and stuff up. I had big dark sunglasses on because I didn't want them to see like oh, how shitty my eye was. Gee. I thought that yeah, was a yeah. part of the show. <laughs> nah, and I, was, I was trying to hide this bloody ugly eye, eye infection that I had um, leading up. And then there's this other, uh, like my passport. See, I didn't, this was my first time fighting overseas as well. And I didn't know that you had to have at least six months left on your passport. You know, yeah. the expiry date on your passport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I thought that that's the expiry date. But I didn't know that when you fly to like Asia and stuff, you need to have at least six months prior to your expiry date left. Oh, cool. so, yeah, yeah. So then they canned my flights and um, I had to go and get like an emergency passport and sort all this shit out. This is days before the fight. Yeah, and then yeah. the, only flight, the only flight that they could put me on was this stupid um, 27 hours it took me from <laughs> New Zealand, from Auckland to land in Singapore. They fucking flew me all around these different countries. First class, no way. First class, eh? First class? Nah, man. This, nah, man. This is economy. <laughs> <laughs> no TV, no oh. TV, no food. And then, so yeah, I arrive in bloody Singapore a couple of days before the fight. I'm exhausted. I've got my bloody eye infection. Yeah, there's a lot of things leading up to that fight. Uh, we, we tried to get the rematch with that guy. And, and um, yeah. He was, uh, he was uh, bloody, he was uh, very, he, didn't he get a point deducted? Because he was just the bloody, he was. Oh, crazy. he was, yeah. He, he was doing some ugly stuff. He hit me in the balls. He yeah, that's, in that right, fight. that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. There was actually things like for me that I I grew from that fight. See, I I sort of got broken a little bit mentally in that fight. See, the, the guys hit me in the balls and hit me around the back of the head and stuff. And I look over to the referee. I'm like, man, this guy's like yeah. doing all this stuff to me. The referee's just letting him get away with it. I got to the point where, you know, I sat down in the corner. I looked outside the ring. And there's, you know, three or four uh, judges. They're all Asian. The referee's Asian. My opponent's Asian. I'm like, frick, I'm here to bloody, you know, lose this. But see, I need to be, you, in this game, you need to be mentally strong. you got to, like, just push past that. Well, I was still kind of a little bit 
Uh, I didn't fought overseas and stuff, so I was new to it. Or I've fought over, overseas quite a few times now, so I'm a bit more used to all that sort of thing. But yeah, that there that was my um, oh, second title defense of that title. The first title defense was against a guy from Australia, and then yeah, and then I went to Singapore to, to defend it to uh, Stevie Fernandez. Yeah, and he was an ugly style, man. That was an ugly style. I feel like I could have made some adjustments and and got a lot better with him in a rematch. Were you on the Shane Cameron David tour? Or was there was a f- undercard undercard fight? Oh, um, no, it was uh, David Tour versus Ustinov. Oh, uh, that was yeah, here in Hamilton. So that was David's very last fight. He he retired after that fight. Um, yeah, that was there was a big one. That was here in Hamilton. Yeah, I remember that, bro. I remember just sitting down and watching it on TV, and um, the guy had dreads. Eh? He was uh, oh, I don't yeah, even know yeah. his name, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, R- Ricky Ricky Campbell was his name. We 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 about the Z fighter. Is he he's New Zealander, eh? Yeah, yeah. He's from uh, in Auckland. He comes from a um a kickboxing gym called Strike Force. Man, that guy was so tough. It's funny actually. After that fight, um, that's how I sort of come across the next fight. See, I fought on a a big pay per view event against um ricky and ricky gave me a little bit of trouble man like he was in my face and i was hitting this guy with everything but the kitchen sink and he just sort of wasn't getting off me yeah yeah um i I, yeah, I ended up winning that fight and then only maybe like two weeks later i was getting messy this was the sort of first sort of time i started getting actual like called out by guys you know like you become the guy <laughs> After that fight, when I'd been on pay-per-view and I was the current um, New Zealand champion stuff, I become the guy. You know, that's the, now I'm the guy that everyone's after and everyone wants to take on. Um, and that's what sort of set up my next fight was Brad Milner had been putting out requests and stuff to fight me and on um, on social media and stuff. So yeah, that's how that fight actually come about. And then I went up and wait to fight him for the New Zealand Super Welter title. Do you get a lot of that, bro? I'm really because I'm the top guy in the super lightweight division yeah, yeah, in New Zealand. Yeah. So the other guys that sort of want to make a bit of a name for themselves call me out and I get a few messages saying, yeah, I want to fight him. You need to, you need to fight me before you claim to be number one. But man, I've been sitting on that number one spot for years. How's your messaging game, bro? Back to them. You got the game of the messages or? Oh man, I'll tell you what, this uh, lockdown period over this COVID-19, man, I've been just trolling. Like, <laughs> I get bored. <laughs> <laughs> I I get bored and I've just started trolling people in. It's become like a bit of a hobby of mine. I'm just scrolling them like, yeah, oh, it's no, good I'm exposure, bro. Good exposure, bro. And put yourself out mm. there, bro. People love it. Yeah. So I I didn't usually. I used to just ignore it, but because I've been in lockdown and I've just had nothing else to do, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna just troll. Just I'm just Floyd, gonna feed it back in. Floyd's the best at it. Connor's the best at it. So yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, this is another question, brother. For the boxing game in general, bro, um, what would you say to the kids at a young age getting into the game, bro? Um, there's no sacrifice or hard work, man. Like, I'm not the most talented guy. I'm not the strongest guy. I'm not the fastest guy. But I always had – I never – actually, I never didn't always have it. But when I took on that mentality of just working harder than everyone, that's when I started reaping the rewards, like, when I was like when I talk about my amateur career and I was like pretty crap I used to lose quite a lot it was um it was just a different mentality I was sort of just I would train like I would train hard when I get to training but I wasn't living the lifestyle you know of an athlete just so just dedicating stuff to it so like when you get home you rest you eat clean 
just dedicate yourself to work hard and just stay on it. Consistency is key. And yeah, if I can tell any like young boxers coming up, just work hard and, and stay dedicated at it. And for the young kids, bro, um, would you say mentally is got to be more than physically, eh, bro? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I reckon this game's eighty to ninety percent mental. Yeah, nice. I mean, like a lot of the like weigh-in and press conference stuff when we get in each other's face and talking, you know, some of that's for show, but also some of that for me anyway is is, is trying to get a little bit of a mental edge. You know, yeah. start trying to put a little bit of doubt in their mind. I don't know if you've seen some of the weigh-ins and press conferences I've been in, but you know, I get up in these guys' faces and I start talking to them. And just try and belittle them a little bit. Now, a little bit of that's for the show, but a, 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 some, a, a lot of that is actually just trying to just sort of break their psyche and make them start doubting themselves. Because once they start doubting themselves, you've then you've got it. Yeah. yeah. That's it, bro. As a gym owner, bro, and a businessman, uh, do, do you want to sort of like explain to the members? Yeah, so well, we're based in Hamilton, so anyone that's in the sort of Hamilton area, um, I definitely feel you should come check us out. Um, the vibe at the gym, man, this is something that I've always pushed from from when we very first opened yeah. was that everyone is a team. You know, no yeah. one's there. Um, there's no egos in our gym. Uh, when people come, you know, if you, you, you know, you'll notice that when you, if you come to our gym, as soon as someone walks in the door, they'll go around and shake hands with every single person that's in the room. Yeah, right. And, yeah. you know, that's just the vibe that we have. So in terms of people, um, like, um, being a bit shy and coming in, you soon get that vibe that everyone at our gym is 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 there to help you out and and you'll benefit from them. Uh, so that's a big thing for me, like because I know that coming to a boxing gym for the first time is quite nerve wracking for everyone. So it's going to be even worse if you go into a room and all these guys are full of egos and, yeah. and stuff. That's just going to make it even more difficult. And in terms of the classes that we run, so me uh, and uh, David Nika. So David's just qualified for the, well, it's going to be 2021 Olympics now because it's been delayed, but it was meant to be this year. Yeah. He's qualified for the Olympics. Um, yeah, well, it'll be next year. And uh, his brother, Josh, who was a national champion as an amateur. He's um, cool, he's bro. Also, yeah, so he's one to know as a pro as well. Um, and these two guys are my um, boxing coach, my other boxing coaches. So me... And the two Nika brothers are the boxing coaches at the gym. And then uh, we also have our strength and conditioning guy, which is a guy, Dave Lummis. And he's he's awesome, man. He's another good guy, too. Um, I started, like, getting real a lot of good benefits after I started the, taking him as my strength and conditioning coach. And so, yeah, he runs all the strength and conditioning programs at the gym. And then in terms of uh, kids' class as well, I run the two kids' classes. That's something that I, I get a lot of um, reward from that. When I see these young kids come in and I just see the development of them, um, it's awesome. You're, you're, you're training with the world's best, and the, the world's best in this gym uh, are open to helping you. So I asked um, David. I was like, oh, these gold medalists. Like, this dude's legit. And he, he gave me a few pointers, and he was like, man, you know, when you go into the fight, just relax. Um, so what I'm trying to get to is that the whole team there, even though they're like world champions and gold medalists at that, uh, Josh Nika, he's, man, he's primo. 
they're all just a, a total good vibe. So, you know, if you ever want to go and start out some boxing, I recommend um, Hit Fitness. They're real cool there, man. And Thanks for the shout-out to the gym. I think that we're probably one of the only gyms in the country where, like, um, current active fighters are also the coaches. You know, yeah. like, a lot of gyms, the coaches are, you know, older guys that, you know, retired guys and stuff. So I think we're probably one of the only gyms that you could go to where current active fighters are also the coaches. I think you are like the city city kickboxing of boxing. Like you are hit fitness is up there in the boxing scene. I, I look at that like just mm. just the credentials in that uh, David Nika and all that Josh. Um, that the young guy. Um, what's the young guy? The the oh Aminio. Yeah, so he's a New Zealand champ as well. Yeah, wow, he's eh? He's like mixed in with yeah. a bit of Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali at that. He's yeah, you'd remember. Um, You'd remember Caden as well. He's a steamroller. He's doing well, man. Yeah. Yeah, like he's won, you know, golden gloves and and a few titles and that. And I I don't know what's going to happen with all this COVID-19 stuff, but I was going to take him to the Nationals this year to go for a New Zealand title as well. Shout out to Caden, bro. Like, legit, when we sparred, bro, oh, my God, I was seeing stars, brother. I was seeing (laughs) stars, cuz. But, nah, shout out to you, Kate. I reckon a lot of of um, you guys did real well that night, I think. Caden was a big part of that because yeah, you guys had yeah. been, you guys had been battle tested, man. In the gym. <laughs> so no. then when it come when it come actual fight night, you guys were ready, man. Because you're like, nah, we've been here, we've done this already. Nah, I enjoyed that, bro. I enjoyed it totally. You've got another one coming up, eh, Koru? Yeah, yeah. So that was the night that I was going to fight for the um, WBU World Super Lightweight Title again. Oh, cool. No, no, that's sweet. Is that still going to go ahead, or you? Well, yeah, it is. It is definitely is. But we're just waiting on the um, event yep. restrictions and stuff to open up with how many people you can get in a, a certain amount of space in it. So once the laws around events and stuff open up a little bit, we can get that back on track. I've got a couple of options actually at the moment floating yep. around because, uh, like, with all the with the borders locked down, the Duco Events is talking about doing um, Junior Far versus Joseph Parker. Yes, yes, and, um, yes. If, if that happens and they do like a all Kiwi card, um, man, I'm going to be pushing to get on that too. So that's another option for me is if that event goes ahead, if they, because Joseph and Junior both, they can't fly any opponents over for them anyway. So they're talking about just putting an event on and they fight each other. And yeah, if they're going to keep it all Kiwis, well, yeah, I'll, I'll be keen. I'll, I'll push to get on that card as well. So yeah, that's see. another option for me. I seen their little message from Joseph saying, "Yeah, brother, hard, yeah. jump yeah, in, yeah, brother." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "I was like, yo, sign me up." <laughs> and for the cause, man. Okay, this quick quiz, bro. Just it's just multi question, bro. So, spaghetti or baked beans, brother? Mm, baked beans. Pineapple on pizza or no pineapple on pizza? Definitely no pineapple on pizza. Oh, cuz, come on. Come on, bro. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the guy that buys uh, Hawaiian pizza and pulls the pineapples off. <laughs> Billy T. James, bro, or Kevin Hart? Ooh. That's a hard one, uh, eh, bro? Uh, uh, yeah, because of my age, I'm going to go Kevin Hart because, you know, that's time. Nah, solid, bro. Ford or Holden? No, uh, Holden. Hey! Okay. Um... <laughs> that guy, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> How did how did Spider Man get his superpowers? 
Oh, um, same as Joseph Parker. They got <laughs> bit by spiders. <laughs> uh, uh, Muhammad Ali or Floyd Mayweather? Uh, again, I'm going to have to resort to my age and go Floyd Mayweather because that's yeah. what I've been growing up with. Yeah, I'd sort of go with Floyd Mayweather as well. And just, yeah, but, yeah, that's a hard but, one. Um, but man, Ali, he's a legend. He changed the, the face of boxing. Like, he actually made it, like, cool to watch boxing. Sort of what, like what Michael Jordan was in basketball. You know, Michael Jordan made it cool to watch basketball. Yeah. Uh, actually, going off topic, have you seen the document, uh, the Netflix documentary on Michael Jordan? Nah, I don't have Netflix. Man. Sorry, bro. Oh, man, it's a must-watch. Yeah, I've heard everybody talking about it, eh? How was it? Pretty mean. Oh, it's mean, man. That guy, yeah, he changed the face of basketball. Like, same as what Ali did. Like, Ali changed the whole face of, even, like, how he refused to go to war and stuff. Yeah, Ali's a legend, but because of um, my age, Floyd Mayweather was the guy in my era, so I'm going to go Floyd Mayweather. But, man, Ali, that's a tough one because Ali means a lot to the sport. Oh, hard, hard. So coming to this question here, bro, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? Oh, Michael Jordan. Oh, for sure, for sure. Definitely, mm. definitely. This is a cool one, bro. Conor McGregor or Israel Adesanya? Oh, Izzy. Izzy all day, bros. Izzy all day. Yeah, all day, bro. He's the man, bro. I love the way he talks, bro, and just flows mm. with everything and... He's just from Auckland, bro. He's got a McLaren and just he's yeah. just he's Kiwi airs, bro. He's these oh, airs, bro. Airs, brother. I've seen, airs. Guy, I've seen that guy blow up so much. Like, see, I used to do training when I first started doing training camps in Auckland when I shifted my train to Auckland and I was I we were doing training camps together. This is before no one knew of Israel. Is he? And yeah. I always thought man, and I always thought, ah oh, man, this guy this guy's gonna be huge. You wait till the world sees this guy. And then, yeah, it just started happening, man. People just started seeing him and he just blew up. But, yeah, like back in 2014 was when I started doing, like, my training camps and stuff with Izzy. So I've known him since, since then. Because um, he's sort of mixed in with Lolo as well, eh? And, and yeah. how, I, how I found out about Israel Adesanya was through you because you, you've done a few sparring sessions with him, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I used to get slapped around. Well, I actually was sparring because Israel's can um, box both stances, like Southpaw and Orthodox. Yeah. And I was I was scheduled to fight a Southpaw opponent, and there was no one in the camp that was uh, Southpaw. We had no South, I had no one Southpaw to spar with, and so Israel was like, "Yo, I, I can box Southpaw, so let's I'll just spar with you Southpaw." So yeah, he was sparring with me Southpaw and just helping me out, That's and, solid. Yeah, and still slapping me around. <laughs> solid, bro. Nah, shout out to Izzy. Shout out to Izzy, uh, bro. Yeah. Bro, five. If you listen to this, bro, if you listen to this, bro, followers. Okay, this is a pretty cool one, bro. If you had to do isolation with David Nika or Josh Nika for four months, who would it be? Uh, I'm going to go Dave. Because at the moment, like, uh, Josh is retired from boxing. He's, he's just hard out family man now. Um, where David's, you know, current. So me and David will be able to just train every day. Nah, solid. So solid. yeah, um, so yeah, that's the, that's where I see that. But both those guys are real good guys. I'd get locked up with them anytime. But yeah, at the moment it would have to be Dave just because he's current. He's he's working, and we could just work off each other. Fuck, he's a scucks too, that fella. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bro. This is a cool one. 
Okay. Would you knock me out for $10,000 or cut my arms off for $1 million or knock yourself out for $10 million? Which one had the biggest price tag on it? Knock yourself out. Yeah, I'll go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, bro. Some shop for this, bro. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, just in regards to the episode, bro, it's been pretty mean to talk to you and um, hopefully everybody out there gets to, get to experience um, what Cairo George is all about in his gym, man. He's, he's in the boxing game, doing everything he can for the boxing game and he's amongst it. Um, bro, you wanna, how, do, how do people follow you, bro, on Instagram or Facebook? You just want to let the people know? Uh, yeah, so Instagram, at uh, Cairo George one is my Instagram, and I'm always posting on there. That's probably the thing that I'm on the most. <clears throat> um, Facebook, at Cairo uh, the Waikato Warrior George on Facebook. Yep. And um, uh, TikTok is, at, uh, I mean, Isolation's just got me on TikTok. So TikTok, eh? Hey, yes, yes, yeah, yes, I've, yes. I've just signed up for TikTok and um, at Waikato Warrior on TikTok as well. Now, so there's, I've only been on there maybe... Not not even two weeks. It's probably just over a week. So I'm really new to TikTok, but I'm on it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the big uh, debacle on that one. I've seen if you were going to get on TikTok or not. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. <laughs> I was fighting it, man. I was against it. I was like, nah, no way. I'm not breaking. <laughs> I'm not doing TikTok. I'm not doing it. And then um, uh, the isolation just started getting to me. And I was like, all right, I'll have a look at it. And then, yeah, so now I'm making TikTok videos to my kids. <laughs> bro, bro, I spent like half a day trying to learn how to work it yesterday, man. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's tricky, eh? Ah, it's Pretty to keep up with all these social medias, man. Any shout outs or call outs, bro? Uh, oh, just shout out to everyone that just supports me, man. Like, um, everyone at the gym, then at Hit Fitness HQ. I don't want to go through the list of names because there's bloody tons of them. Um, my dad, my wife, my brother, all of my family that. They've always been sort of supporting this journey. Um, so, yeah, shout out to all of them. Oh, my sponsors. Yeah, so I mentioned them. So, Lifestyle Physio, uh, Jake Campus Nutrition, uh, Vipke New Zealand, NZ Boxer for my gear, uh, Rome for my um, bike gears, and uh, Global Boxing Stars, who's uh, my management. Oh, massive, bro. Shout out to NZ Boxer, man. Cool, man. You're a cool. Um, yeah, they're awesome. They've, they've, been, they've been my. Like day one, they were my first sponsor, so they were with me like from the start, and they've yeah, just been with me right through. See, I've sort of picked up um, new sponsors along the way, but NZ Box was the first ones who who got on board. Is is he is he in um, Hamilton, bro? The the actual factory? Yeah, yeah, they, it they is. Are, eh? on, um, yeah, Norton. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, bro. Oh well, yeah. um, you know, thank you very much, Corey, for. Um, Tuning in, big shout out to Kyra for being on the show. Hip Fitness HQ, go follow them. That's the gym. Uh, go follow Cairo. But um, if you really enjoyed this episode, to all the fight fans out there, we're going to have plenty more people on the show, um, ranging from boxing to everything, social media stars, good people, everyday heroes. Go follow Cairo and um, just enjoy his journey. And yeah, pretty much shout out to everybody out there. Go like us, give us a subscribe. Um, yeah. And, One um, more shout out. Yeah, bro, hard. Uh, yeah, that's to you, bro. Like, 
for me, it was, I was keen as to get on this. Like, it's, it fills me with joy, man, to see another like young young Māori guy you know, doing stuff like this. So keep doing you, brother. Shout out to you, man. Awesome nice. stuff. Solid, bro, Corey. Thanks very much, bro. Thanks, um, thanks for teaching me how to the skills too, my brother. Those muscles. No, thanks, brother. Appreciate it, my bro. Um, oh, yep. Shout out to everyone out there, and thank you very much for listening in. That's the uh, Under the Influence podcast, episode one with Cairo George. <laughs>